Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Real Perspective, uh, the podcast based on a YouTube channel based on a podcast. I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. I'm Michael Morey. I'm Missy Lonsinger. And this week, we're here to talk about Cobra Kai. Uh, I guess they're naming them like movies now. Cobra Kai 4 um, is, is <laughs> how it was marketed. Um, but it's the fourth season of Cobra Kai. We have... Uh, episodes on every other season so if you haven't listened to those you can go back and listen to those the the first two seasons are combined um so that's all one episode and then season three is its own episode and now this is obviously the season four episode so this is a netflix show that started on youtube um the first two seasons were on youtube and then they got picked up by netflix after uh kind of youtube red went under and they switched to the 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 youtube premium model it's a continuation of the karate kid franchise if you guys have listened to the other episodes, you guys know the, the lowdown on it. So I won't, I'll spare you the details of that. But this season um, picks up with Terry Silver, who is the villain from the Karate Kid Part 3, um, entering the the Cobra Kai universe, um, as it were. So uh, John Kreese, who is, uh, has been sort of the main antagonist of the show for the last couple of seasons, he enlists the help of Terry Silver to come and help him run Cobra Kai again. Um, and it's sort of the, the whole season is centered around the All Valley Championships, um, which is the big karate tournament. And uh, the 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 three dojos at the center of it are Miyagi-Do, Cobra Kai, and then the dojo that Johnny Lawrence started in the previous season, Eagle Fang. And they have sort of an agreement that whoever wins, the other people will shut down their dojos so uh that's sort of the big conflict of it there's also obviously interpersonal conflict between all the adults and all the kids um you know there's there's still the the rivalries that have happened over the course of the the previous three seasons are in full effect here um johnny and daniel are kind of trying to work together to bring cobra kai down but having a hard time reckon like reconciling their differences and then uh, Tori and Sam are having a hard time reconciling their differences and Tori wants to go back to the school, but she also kind of assaults Sam a lot. <laughs> um, and they kind of give, um, is her name Amanda? Uh, yeah. Uh, his wife? Yeah. yeah. Daniel yeah. Russo's wife. Yeah. 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 Amanda, uh, Amanda Lou Russo, they give her kind of an expanded role and then they give, right. um, what's the kid <laughs> that's, Tony, is that his name? Yeah, Tony. Tony, Ooh. the youngest. The youngest oh, yeah. Um, no, he got a bigger role this season. That was nice. Yeah, he has an extended role with a. Uh, he was in nothing in, the past like three seasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Medical, middle <laughs> school now. Yeah, he's in middle school now and he's kind of dealing with. Uh, he's kind of a bully to a new kid and the new kid falls in with Cobra Kai and. Um, things like that. So those two characters have a, a bigger uh, effect on the story at large than, than in previous seasons. Um, Miguel is kind of dealing with an identity crisis of um, Johnny and his mom are dating now, and he kind of doesn't know who his real dad is. So he's, he feels kind of caught in that. Mm -hmm. um, and then Sam already have their issue as well. And then Sam's also kind of torn between, listening to her dad and the Miyagi-Do teachings, but also kind of absorbing what, you know, Miguel's learning from Johnny. And, and she sees that Miguel has, you know, he seems like he's got his wits about him for the most part. And he does the sort of Eagle thing slash Cobra Kai um, 
style of karate. So she's kind of reconciling with that. And then um, Robbie is, is Johnny's son is still kind of caught between the, the Cobra Kai worlds and, and being treated seriously as a leader within Cobra Kai versus, you know, this broken relationship with his dad. So there's a lot of conflict going on. But what did you guys think of uh, Cobra Kai season four? Um, so I had a weird experience watching this season because um, when I was looking up how many episodes there were on Google, it said that there were eight episodes. And while I was watching it, as the series went on, I was like kind of being like, this is kind of weirdly paced because like we're really like, on like the seventh episode now and like the tournament hasn't started. And then like the eighth episode happened and then the tournament still hadn't started. And I was like, what is happening like with this show? Right? Is this like season really going to end here? And so I was getting actually kind of frustrated as a result of that. So my opinion is a little bit skewed in a way because I was like, there's there's like they're not wrapping up the plot lines here and then like the series went on afterwards and i was like oh okay the nine and ten are pretty cool like they wrapped up most of the stuff that they had set up like okay i'm, I'm satisfied so like i had that kind of in the back of my mind informing my opinion when i say this um because i was actually getting annoyed like at the fact that how slow things were going a bit mm. um when i go and say that i thought this was the weakest season thus far. Yeah. And that being said, um, the weakest season of this show is still pretty good um, and enjoyable. Like, it's still enjoyable. But um, I began to kind of feel like, you know, it's a little long in the tooth. Um, you know, there's only so many um, pairing offs or, like, side switching I think I can take. And mm-hmm. um, I think that, like, we're reaching the limit of it in a way. Um, but... I think all that being said, it it's still like kind of wraps up fairly nicely. Like the tournament itself is pretty good. Um, some of the lead up I thought was a little tedious. Like the middle section drags a bit. Um, but then I think it kind of leaves in a mostly good place. And um, it sets up some characters, I think, for some interesting dynamics in the future. Uh, but um I definitely kind of had wished that they would have found a way to wrap it up either this season or maybe next. But from what I heard that it's probably going to be another season after the next one, which makes me feel like, I mean, I might be kind of out of it by the time that we get to a season six, but Hmm. that's kind of where I'm at right now. Do you want me to go? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, I also feel like this was the weakest season. Um, it's well, and the thing that is nice about Cobra Kai, though, is at its weakest season, I think, kind of like what Michael's gonna say, it, it's still like enjoyable to watch. Like, I, yeah. I enjoy watching the show, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. But it's like, I, I mean, I remember at one point, Jordan, because Jordan doesn't really watch it, but he kind of came in while I was watching it at one point, and I was like, yeah, I was like, what kind of you know, uh, conflict can they create to make Johnny and Daniel not want to be together and like have to separate and then have to come back together. Like, cause it's just happened every single season. Like it, mm-hmm. it's always going to happen and it always feels very like artificial. And so like, I mean, I, the only thing that felt kind of new and nice was, uh, the introduction of, is it Terry Silver? Is that the, the other guy's name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, he, he was interesting. So it's like the only way you can make it interesting apparently is if you add new characters, because I liked 
his uh, relationship with Crease. I liked him trying to kind of figure out how he felt about uh, Silver being there at the gym and kind of taking over. Uh, and that, mm-hmm. that was interesting to watch. But it's like you can't keep doing the same like some weird stupid thing is going to happen that's going to like something that is it, it's always stupid. It's never like substantial that makes uh, Daniel and Johnny get mad at each other and not want to work with each other. And I'm just like, how many times are we doing this exact same plot line? So mm-hmm. wasn't my favorite season. I still enjoyed watching it. I, I did like the stuff with silver. I liked that the, the other son got some agency because I completely forgot that he existed. I truly, <laughs> <laughs> truly forgot that he even existed. And so it was nice to kind of see that and that he wasn't a hero. Like, I liked that he was kind of a little shit. And I was like, all right, this is interesting. Like, I like this because your dad's been this little, like, underdog hero this whole time. And now you've been a little shit to this uh, other poor little kid who is now joining the bad guys. So I don't know. It, it, I I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it was its best, but I still I would recommend it to people. I think it's still a good a good show to watch. I think it's an enjoyable show to watch, I guess, is the way I would describe it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mostly agree. It's, it's definitely the weakest season of Cobra Kai so far. Um, it's not (laughs) awful, um, but it, it's getting sweaty. (laughs) Um, it's it's (laughs) starting to wear thin a little bit. Um, I had one really big problem with this. season to me he him and johnny are the heart and not there for most thing and like right he's not lost i think in everything else and it just seemed a little not lazy. It just seemed unfocused this season. Like it, it mm-hmm. and it, like I, I liked Terry Silver, but I felt like he didn't really do much until the back half of the season. But like, I didn't understand why they like kind of kept pushing out his return to Cobra Kai mm-hmm. um, in the first half. Like it just felt like it was killing time in spots where in previous seasons I didn't feel that way. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, it. Yeah, it was it was real uneven for me. I liked the way everything wrapped up and I liked the way they're leading into season five. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think one or two more seasons and uh, uh, that's all that's left in the tank for this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Give us Hillary Swank and then leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that you brought up a good point, MJ, where it was like the with the stuff with Terry kind of taking forever to join Cobra Kai again is I think in other seasons of the show, the pacing was pretty good. And generally it's like within an episode or two, he would have been back. But then this one, it felt like they were really trying to stretch it out. And it happened in a lot of places this season where things that I think would have generally been resolved fairly quickly just took longer because they're just trying to make it last the entire season. Um, Right. And so that's my big problem with it is just that the middle section especially dragged, but the beginning was a little slow too. Um, And then finally, like it gets to a good place, but uh, in a way, like the way I interpreted the season only being eight episodes, I kind of wish it had been um, instead of being 10. I think that it would have been stronger if you'd lopped off like an episode here or there for it. I I would definitely agree with that. I, I don't know that there was anything 
within like if you could have cut off two episodes that would have been like you know necessary like a lot of it did seem kind of well like gratuitous is the wrong word but it was like it was it was just, it was too long it was, it was like ugh. And, and i agree with you guys because like i did actually like terry silver as a character but i i think you're both right it took so long for him to create any conflict right. because he was just kind of there and it's like, okay, cool. I get that. Yeah, fun. You're a cameo from, you know, the past movies. But it was fun when he was a conflict against Crease. And, like, that's what I enjoyed. But that took so freaking long yeah. for that to happen. So, yeah. And it didn't need to be. It could have been, you know, within an episode or two. So, yeah, it's it, it felt like they were trying to, like, stretch out something that shouldn't have been 10 episodes into 10 episodes. Um, yeah, it... Uh... It just, it didn't feel languid necessarily because like when the story moved forward, it moved forward pretty nicely, mm-hmm. but it just felt like certain stuff within each episode kind of felt like it was killing time. And then we introduced this thing with Tony, the kid and him being a bully, but then that disappears for a few episodes too. And it's like, yeah. well, that's the most interesting element of the season. <laughs> like I really wanted a lot more of that storyline because like you said, Missy, it was really interesting to right. see like, Oh, the LaRusso kids, the bully now, like that's a really great take. And, but at the same time, we sort of are doing that with Sam at the same time. We're like, Tori's maybe kind of acting, Formed, but then like every time they see each other in public sam's the aggressor now. Yeah. right but we don't explore that the way we're exploring the way tony's an aggressor to the new right. kid for no yeah. reason this was like i couldn't tell like with sam's arc in particular i couldn't tell if we were supposed to be on her side or not i think right. not mm-hmm. like i think that's ultimately what they were saying but like i really couldn't it was really muddy to me yeah. and, before well, and I, like, I like, I feel like those sorry. characters were fleshed out like they're they, they yeah. like i feel like i know how these characters are operating mechanically and in this season i really did and i i like i like what you were saying like it definitely is not language because there is there's like forward motion but it's the same forward motion we've seen and so like a lot of the conflicts were the same that we've seen where it's like oh daniel and johnny are going to be upset with each other uh. and and yeah i think the more interesting new ones that were introduced to us were kind of ignored like they were given a back seat so it's like ooh let's just explore daniel and johnny being mad at each other again it's like we've seen that for the past 3 seasons like i want to see his kid being a little shit when he was somebody who had been you know kind of aggressed against as a child like that's interesting and and yeah i i agree i think with sam it's kind of like she seems like a bitch i was like i don't yeah. am i supposed to be rooting for her because she seems really rude like we know we know that tori is not a great person but sam's not a great person either and it's like but right now i don't know if i'm supposed to be sympathetic toward it. it it seemed very confused in the way that it was trying to present things and it seemed like the conflict that it was trying to center in on was the one of of daniel and and johnny and it's like well yeah but that's the one that we've seen i guess for the past you know three or four seasons or whatever so it's like ugh, all right cool yeah so, we've never um, seen this one before i'm gonna be a bit of an outlier and saying like i disagree with the take on on both of those levels like with with both of you and in the sense of i really didn't think that anthony like his storyline was that interesting um even the even the potential of it was interesting i feel like um 
when I when I saw that developing, I was like, Ugh. like I feel like I could see a mile away <laughs> happening. Like, sure. all right, like so he's the son of the hero, but he's the bad guy now. Like he's the bully, and I, like I just felt like there was a lot of like tired like. Um, like it's, it's the opposite of what you would think, which actually ends up being like what I expect to happen. Like, like they're trying to go and be like clever, but actually like, I totally could see everything happening like a mile away a lot with that. And I feel like with Sam, for example, like I know like in general, I think there's a lot of people online who are like, she's kind of a bitch and that sort of stuff. But (laughs) like, I mean, I I don't know. I'm thinking like, just in terms of like Tori, like had uh, a freaking, like knuckle duster or something like yeah. that like like wow. that, like, and, 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 like gave her like serious like injuries and stuff like i don't know i'd be i feel like sam's pretty justified in being like a bitch to tori at, like every turn like i don't know if i would be like super cool with that person either so uh, like i don't i i kind of like sympathize more with sam than a lot of people online do um but all that being said like it just got very repetitive and I think right. that's where, like, mm-hmm. the, that's where the frustration for you guys, like, comes. It's just like, yeah. okay, we get it. Like, they don't like each other. Like, Sam still holds a grudge. And, like, they did that, like, two, three or four times. And then it's like, you know, they add this extra element of, like, a love triangle thing where, like, they're maybe not really over each other's exes and, like, all that stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, like we, we need some, like, forward momentum with these people. And one final thing is, I agree. It did not feel languid um, in the sense that like almost every scene in like the show is actually like kind of perfectly paced to like only last like three or four minutes before it cuts to like the next scene. Right. Um, but because it's dealing with such a large cast of characters and mm-hmm. it keeps on getting bigger, um, it's like the, like the cuts between characters are going to be like, you only get like so much forward momentum with like a certain group of characters before it cuts away from them. And then like, you know, you've only like achieved very little with them. And then you're off to the next group of like massive characters. Um, so that's where the slowness, like I think comes from is just that you don't spend enough time with them to like achieve much progress before it's going to the next big ass group of people and their dilemmas. I, I, I agree with what you're saying, like, especially as far as Sam goes, like, I think the issue is that, and I think MJ kind of touched on this, like, I wasn't sure if we were supposed to be rooting for her or not because they were trying to be so sympathetic to Tori. So they hadn't mm-hmm. really showed a ton of her her backstory and how bad her home life is. And so yep. Sam did just seem like a bully. And it's, yes, right. objectively, if we're just looking at it, it's like, yeah, Tori is always the aggressor. She's also a bitch. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's like the way that they tried to present it, they were kind of trying to like have their cake and eat it too, which yeah. I didn't love. And then I also like I see what you're saying with the Anthony thing because that is, that is or Tony whatever his name is. Uh, sorry, I don't know why I gave him like a. a no, I think name. I think his full name's Anthony. So yeah. yeah they, I think he's with back and forth in the show too. Yeah. His Christian name. Uh, his name. Uh. uh, no, like, and I know what you're saying because like that is a storyline that has been done. I think very frequently. I think the reason it was like even mildly interesting, and and I love Cobra Kai. Like, I mean, we've talked mm. about this at length. We, I oh, think yeah. we all are really like big fans of watching it. We're very yes. by it. 
but it's like it was such a different storyline than just like oh there will be a misunderstanding between johnny and daniel and then mm-hmm. they're going to get into a fight well like they're gonna yeah. come together and then they're gonna have a misunderstanding and separate and then they're gonna come back together and so i was like oh this is kind of cool and that's why i also like the thing with um with greece because it was like oh it's it's cool that this antagonist is also kind of having a little issue that he when he's been trying to instigate a you know a conflict between daniel and and johnny and now he's having his own so Mm-hmm. It, it it wasn't i mean the thing with tony wasn't even remotely original but it was to this show if that makes mm-hmm. sense because we've only been seeing the exact same thing and i say this is so, again as somebody who really likes the show but it's yeah, the same yeah. contrived conflicts every time uh and yet i still return to it because it's wonderful and i love watching it <laughs> yeah right yeah like all criticism i make i'm making is still like in spite of the fact that like i still enjoy it oh, it's most, still super most entertaining. i watch yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. Yeah, it's 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 worth watching. It is like like Kristen didn't wasn't like she watched one episode and was like, yeah, you're on your own. Like she was like, it's too Degrassi for me now. Um, <laughs> yeah, she she really was like, man, I'm I'm done. Uh, this I'm annoyed by this show now. After after the first episode, that's actually yeah, why we were recording. Didn't like it either. Yeah, that's Dave. why we're recording this somewhat later in the month is because I had to find the time to watch it when she wasn't around. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh yeah i i think that's where i'm coming from too with the the sam thing missy where it's like yeah tori has been like not a good person at all Mm -hmm. and we don't really see her trying to mend the bridge here right also don't really see her like really antagonizing sam the way she used to yeah Yeah. Um, so I think that, that what they were trying to show is like because of Tori's past behavior, Sam has her guard up around Tori all the time, which is true and good right. and like absolutely what happened. But I feel like the way they wrote it, like Tori was such a like she was such a non-issue. She was like truly neutral in right. public settings. If anything, yeah. sympathetic. Like I mean, Amanda was yeah. being sympathetic towards her. We yeah. saw Amanda being like, okay, well, Sam calm was. down, Sam. Like. And like she was doing this kind of shit in front of her mom now, and it was yeah. like, right? What? Like, what are we doing? So yeah. I think that's See, where I'm coming from with that. It's not that she's not like unjustified, or that there's not a way to write that in, but I think they just did it really poorly, right? What I think is the point that you were making, Mike. Yeah, but it just didn't feel like that legwork was in the storyline itself. Yeah. See, but okay, actually, I think that the show was going for what you guys are saying. And not for what I'm thinking, but I'm just trying to go and factor in like how how would like real world people act? And I was not convinced that like the show had done enough work to make me think that Tori deserves sympathy the way it wants you to maybe feel like. Because obviously like Amanda is like the voice of reason um, kind of throughout the show. I mean, occasionally she gets passionate or whatever and she like, you know, commits some of the same mistakes other characters do. And so obviously you're supposed to kind of like start as the audience identifying with how she's feeling about Tori. But I'm thinking in terms of like, man, if like I'm thinking about like my mom, for example, if she knew that someone like almost like killed me, (laughs) um, she would not be like very understanding of that person, probably like. No matter what, like, like, I really don't think that she would like get over it as easily as Amanda does and just be like, oh, she had a hard life, you know, or like, then they kind of just like slide in this like, oh, Amanda had like, you know, like a criminal incident like one time. So therefore now she understands exactly where Tori comes from. And that was like super lazy to me. Like whenever you kind of do that, like 
this like instant like like cheap cheap identification with another character like through that kind of like insertion of a backstory um and, and so like it did not feel earned or like well done to me to like get me to where i'm supposed to be like where the show wants me to be and like i felt like this season i could see mechanically like a lot more like i could see the gears shifting a lot in the background like Mm -hmm. this is how like this is where they want these characters to be or how you're supposed to identify that with them but like it was a glass (laughs) yeah and, and like i i feel like i was in the audience in general um are like ahead of the game now like Obviously, right. the, like the theme of the show is, is that, you know, like it, all Miyagi-Do is like not perfect. And all of Cobra Kai is not perfect. Like obviously Evil a mixture, thing, you know, like, it, like everyone's got like bits and pieces that you need to take from and learn from. And like, you can't just be so dogmatic about certain things. And yeah. like, and it's also about you know, the cycle of revenge and all that stuff. And like, I like that idea, but like. I'm already clued in. Like I'm zeroed in on that theme. Like, and I have been for like, you know, a season or two and it feels like they're not saying anything new with it. And I feel like I'm just like, like, we're all just like ahead of them and like where the characters are at. And we're waiting for them to kind of like come to the same realization that we've known for a while now, the show's trying to say. And so I just feel like the, I can see the mechanics of it more than ever. The longer this goes on and like the longer it takes for them to go and resolve the conflict of the series um so that's that's where i think like i get frustrated with it i i agree with you like for pretty much all of what you just said like i well i do i agree with like pretty much all of what you just said I, I the only thing i would disagree with is as far as like the tory sympathy if in saying that like they didn't establish it enough i think the fact because of what you said about your own mom so like mm-hmm. as, as somebody like i mean i've i've had to be in the hospital for it, and like i've seen my mom is my biggest advocate like i think parents mm-hmm. become like mother bears right especially right. mom and so it's like the fact that her mom was the one who was like, I feel so bad for this other child. Like I see the hurt that this other child has. That to me was enough, like enough sympathy that was laid, mm-hmm. um, like for me to care about Tori. But so I like, I, I, I did feel for Tori a little bit. I was like, oh man, mm-hmm. this poor kid. But apart from that, I, I totally agree. I think a lot of things were kind of lazily done and it did. It felt like a, gla- a glass robot. It's like we can see through <laughs> everything that you're doing. I see every cog that is moving, <laughs> every single thing that you're choosing to do. Like we can see it a mile away. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a little frustrating. And again, it's weird because I still enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it was definitely not as good art as <laughs> some other stuff. I think that's what made the Kenny and Tony stuff so interesting to me is because it did feel a lot different. And I really liked the character of Kenny as far as like, okay, yeah, for sure. We, we, the audience are now four years into this, like, you know, Star Warsian conflict that's happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, Kenny just wants to learn some self-confidence and finds himself in the middle of a fucking gang war. Mm-hmm. Right. That, like, it made me laugh a lot that he was just like what is going on like the idea of a character just like having no idea that like you know the 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 very soul and mores of the the valley are resting on these dojos and just like coming in because he's getting bullied and like wants to be a little more confident and work out a little bit and like all of a sudden he's got to get jumped into this gang um it it, like i really liked that but like you said there's so many characters already that like he gets lost in the shuffle again like yeah i I really like where he ends up 
um, mm-hmm. kind of like really buying in to the Cobra Kai um, ethos and like showing Robbie that, hey, maybe th- maybe there is such a thing as too far within this thing. Yeah. Um, right. But I really wanted more time with him. Yeah. Yeah. He right. did. Like, he straight up disappears for like two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what's like, okay. So I don't know if you guys ever gotten to this is going to be, a, I don't know if it's a Supergirl thing, but like, I don't know if you guys got into Downton Abbey at any point, but like, there were so many characters and there was only one showrunner, there was one writer, and he wrote every character so well. Like, he gave, he somehow managed to give equal attention. So it's like, you, there is a way to have a lot of characters in a show and give them equal attention. I just don't think that was done. And I think, well, again, it goes back to the fact that they're, we're going back to those same tropes of, oh, Daniel and Johnny are upset with each other again. Let's, like, do that. And it's just, I don't know why I had a Southern accent for that. I'm just, <laughs> I have no, <laughs> But I did. I'm sorry to all Southerners who listen to our show. Well, but yeah, that was long episodes, though, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was. But it's still, like, they use their time efficiently. Right, like, but and that's the thing. It it does, but the thing is, you can still be efficient with your time because obviously, oh. I mean, it's not like a a surprise. Like, I mean, for anybody who doesn't know me, The Office is my favorite show. I think that they use their time efficiently. They knew how to say, okay, this is going to be like a Phyllis storyline. This is a Kevin storyline. This is a whatever storyline. And like with Cobra Kai, it's like they introduce these really interesting characters, but then they go back to the same trope conflicts that we've had for the past three seasons. And that's kind of frustrating. And like, and I, again, I, I feel like I say this, I've said this the past, like, you know, whatever, five times I've talked, like, I'm like, it's still entertaining. I still love to watch it. But as like a, a critique of art, I'm like, you know, it's, it's frustrating. Like they could be doing better because they're introducing interesting characters and then they're kind of throwing them to the side. And it's a little frustrating. Cause like, I wish that they gave more time because they could, they absolutely could. They could cut back on some of the tropes uh, that they've been doing for the past three seasons and actually, you know, show more of Kenny. He was very interesting. That was a really cool thing to introduce. And then he kind of didn't get as much screen time as he should have. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, and also I think, um, you know, we, we're, we're kind of dancing around Johnny and Danny here a little bit, but like they, they introduce, and this is what was frustrating to me. They do introduce interesting wrinkles for them. And then those are the things that take the backseat to their main conflict, which mm. I almost feel like those should take front and center and then the main conflict should be in the back because like you've been saying, it's been three seasons of that now. So like with Johnny, Johnny, it's, you know, he's dating Miguel's mom now and Danny, it's like kind of the fallout of he, he, he gets two, right? Like finding out that Tony's bullying a kid and also, his relationship with Sam, not fracturing, but like that, that sort of parental thing of like, Oh, she's becoming her own person. Cause she's like almost right. out of high school at this point and like having to reconcile that. And like the fact well, and that the mirroring like, of them both, like both of them yeah. had their, their, you know, their protégés are now leaving them for the other. Yeah. And yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. You know? Well, and you know, with Johnny though, it's kind of even more like, you know, flip turned upside down in that he is, arguably stepping into a larger role within Miguel's life sure. um, mm-hmm. by dating his mom. And the thing is like, because Miguel takes such a back seat in the back half of the season that yeah. there's one, there's the best scene of the season happens as a result of that. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but 
it it was really frustrating because I felt like it went largely unexplored outside of that one scene. Mm -hmm. um, that was really right. great. It was my favorite moment of the entire season, but it just was like back to jo the Johnny and Danny show. And it was like, yeah. they're, they're, they're not what it's about. Like this show has always been Johnny and Miguel. And now it's like Johnny and Dan. And it's like, well, I don't like, it's not that I don't care about Daniel, but like, he we saw like five movies about him. <laughs> yeah, he he was the main character, and the entire premise of the show existing is that like it's Johnny's kind of redemption arc and sort of his right. the events. Exactly. So giving Daniel like an, the expanded role that he has had, I think maybe was not the greatest decision. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think that like maybe we're reaching the point where I think like some of the older cast has. I think kind of like reached the end of their usefulness, like yeah. in some ways, and that like really the kill like, them, the, yeah, just kill them off. No, um, or um, <laughs> um, um, but like it, I, I think that like maybe like the newer cast should be kind of coming into their own and taking over the show at this point. Sure. Um, and and like for example, to go and talk about the the Kenny and Tony stuff. Like, yeah, they're like the next next generation. Like it, even they right. should be like come, kind of coming into their own and taking over the show. And like the older generation should be fading out. And I think the problem is that the show like refuses to relinquish like certain characters, like yeah. dominance over the storyline. And I think that the show, if it wants to keep on going into future seasons, needs to like know when to phase in and phase out people. And thus far, it's just like having this like, I'll have everybody like I want all the people and um, it, it's just kind of like getting played out as a result. of Yeah. That. Um, well, there's like a, a worship of like fan service and nostalgia with this show and it's starting to get more and more prominent rather yeah. than it being just like, oh, that's kind of cool that they have them. Now it's just like, oh, look at this. We put this character back in. And it's like, all right. Yeah, cool. But yeah. like I like the new character, kind of like you were saying. It's yeah. Well, and I'll identify two more things um, that I think are kind of hurting the show a little bit or really hurt this season a bit. Um, one thing is there's like a lack of interior lives to these characters in this season, in the sense that like their entire lives are now completely dominated by Kung Fu or karate. And, <laughs> um, and like, it wasn't quite the case in previous seasons. Like right. Daniel had like a car dealership to deal with. Like the third season. You didn't see that at all. Yeah, right. Like he, like Amanda's they were there in like it a little bit, but he yeah. like a non-entity at this dealership now. Right. Yeah, and, and it's like yeah. I mean, like he has a job. Like he needs to make money still. You know, <laughs> like it, yeah. he, he even went to like Japan last season to go and like do something for his job that inevitably, safe. like you know, it tied in with his um, karate teaching and stuff like that. But sure. at the very least, like it gave a semblance of these people have something else in their lives besides this. And look, you can make the argument that that's kind of the point that like, this is now dominating their lives or whatever, but I don't like quite think that's like fully the case. Like I think it's like still meant to go and make you think that like people are still doing some things outside of this every now and then, but you right. don't ever see like a break from it. So it becomes like yeah. completely exhausting. Like it's just like karate, yeah. karate, 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 like training, 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 <laughs> training, 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 training. And like, you know, because if you ever watch, they'll come into yeah, scenes and talk about the other shit they were doing. Like Miguel on several occasions is like, oh, hey, yes. I was hanging out with Sam on a date or whatever. Like, right. we don't yeah. do that. Like, right. 
it'd yeah. be nice to see that these characters like breathe in other contexts. Like they used to have like a scene, you know, where like Sam and um, Miguel like went on a date to like the fair or whatever. And you just like saw them hang out and it like, you know, yeah. endeared them to you. You're like, Oh, you know, like that reminds me of me being a kid, like, you know, going out on a date or whatever. Right. Yeah. And like, there's, there's none of that anymore. It like, it's just become about like the plot and like yeah, moving like, the they're, plot. They're just they're just when they do that. Like, why do we care about their lives? Sorry, go yeah. for it. Yeah, oh, yeah, MJ, uh, you first. Sorry, Tori, Tori and Robbie get one scene of that after prom. Yes. Right. Right, yeah. And, well, and no, this, and wait, what were you saying? Well, I'm saying, like, when... Like, I, I'm agreeing with you. It's like, when they don't show it, then there are no stakes. Why do I care? Like, why do I care about anybody's life? Because they're not, at this point, an actual human. Right, yeah, they're right. Yeah, they, they don't have a life, right? There's no agency. Yeah, they're just, like, karate characters. <laughs> who perform they're like power rangers and i love the power rangers you know in the same way that <laughs> i love cobra kai but it's like you know uh i i need to care i don't know anything about their lives at this point because this season did not give them any kind of agency yeah and yeah. so and that and that goes and takes me to what i think the other flaw that is becoming apparent across mm -hmm. the series is like the philosophy of like Miyagi Do and Cobra Kai has like not been fleshed out like at uh, all. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, yeah. like it is, it is very thin. And like, like the teachings that like they're going to again and again are like the same things over and over again. Like, yeah. obviously, like there is nothing more to Miyagi Do than just like painting stuff and uh, like wax <laughs> on, wax only. off, yeah. you know, and and um only used for defense. And the only thing that like is about Cobra Kai is like you exactly. are strong and you strike first. And like yeah. there's there's nothing else like that like it's only been the stuff that we saw in the first movie, you know? Like that's mm, yeah. the only thing that like any of these characters have learned about either of these philosophies. And like if, if these are really like truly competing ideologies, then like you would think that like there's more to them than just that, you know? Um and that like and that like Mr. Miyagi like taught Danny like so much more in his life than just like what you saw on screen considering how there's like 30 years sure. of stuff that happened between them that we never got to see. So yeah. that's something like that also leads to the sense of there's like no interior life or like anything beyond like what we're seeing currently. Um, and, and it kind of just makes it feel like, okay, like, you know, Danny's now teaching Johnny how to like paint fences and like, that's <laughs> all there is to Miyagi do, you know? And, and yeah. like, like it makes like all the training scenes, like, repetitive because they're just doing the same shit they've done for like four seasons and movies yeah. three movies you know um all right i'll get off my soapbox well and it's also like the i, I like what you were saying because it, it was such a clear like dichotomy but also like a very blatant one where it's like oh miyagi does always defense and cobra kai is always offense but it's like so that was a really cool way for them to have been able to use eagle fang as a way to come in but then they just kind of like left it moot and it was like they like that could have been a way for johnny to teach like danny like hey this is a different way where we can incorporate both like i'm a mix of both like i'm temperance uh, i mean not that johnny is ever a, like an example of temperance but that could have been a cool thing for his character to have learned mm -hmm. and to have shown um but instead it was just like nope like it was just, daniel's not gonna like it because it's still offensive and he doesn't like that because it's all defensive and i'm just like uh like there were there were cool opportunities for showing new things, but they were still mm -hmm. like, like I think kind of like what you were saying. It's like nope, let's do the same thing we've been doing for the past like four seasons, which is just you know yeah. Well, the, like, the fact they, that will be offensive. <laughs> they finally get there like in the last episode or two, right? Right. Then, yeah. You know they're like With you know Sam, go yeah. yeah go use like you know whatever like you feel oh. is right, but 
it just took so long to get there. And like, we all kind of yeah. knew that I was going there that it just kind of felt like, all right, finally. <laughs> like, it was aggressively long. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause yeah. we could all see it is the thing. Cause you knew that it was coming, mm -hmm. but it was just like, Oh, Cause like, on. because the audience is ahead now of where the show is. Yes, and, exactly. And like, and where the characters are. Yeah. Yeah. And not, not in a good way. Like, I no, mean, right. We, yeah. We talk a lot about that. Um, that you know predictability is usually kind of preferred in that yes it's satisfying but in here it's like it, i don't want to say it's on the nose i don't think that's the right choice of wording mm -hmm. but it's just it and it's not lazy but it's just like there's nothing beyond it you know there's just there's nothing yeah. behind, there's no subtext to it mm -hmm. um, yeah it, there's it's just text and like so when they get there, you're like, yeah, yeah, that's what everyone's been saying for. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm not. And yeah, you're right. Like, obviously, like we've all argued in favor of predictability on this show because mm -hmm. like predictability is sometimes the result of things being logical, you know, mm -hmm. and like fulfilling the promises that you have made. Um, right. But like you never want to like take too long in like fulfilling the promises that you made. And that's, right. that's where the frustration comes from. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it sucks waiting for something to catch up to you. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I, <laughs> well, Missy, I think you're the only other person on the show who's seen it. I know you didn't like it. Um, but like the, the movie I could think of most recently, which is completely different than Cobra Kai is the movie malignant, which got a lot, like a lot of people, really like that movie like a lot of people within the horror space really like that movie <laughs> um i really liked the last 30 minutes of that movie because it was goofy <laughs> as hell but the thing is i saw what was gonna happen in the yeah. opening credits of that movie so the entire time they were building up to like what the big spooky reveal was i was like yeah yeah she, yeah this she's yep this is what's going to happen. The and, on when the back it, and when it's, yeah, she, she's got a twin she ate in utero that is living in the back of her head and uh, it's going to control her body eventually. And when that happened, it was awesome. And I loved it. And it was yeah. one third, one of my favorite movies of the year, but oh, goodness. Uh, You're silly. <laughs> because I saw that from the first scene of the movie, yeah. I was waiting at that last 30 minutes for the yeah. first hour of the movie <laughs> and so i was just like okay yep mm -hmm. everyone's starting to figure out what i saw in the credits <laughs> and that's yeah. that's how cobra kai feels where it's like uh-huh everyone sees what's been set up for four years for us now yeah. Well, it's like, um, it's such, it's such a weird thing because it's like, I, I don't, so I, and I, I'm sure I'm not the only person, the only movie goer, TV goer who watch or feels this way, but it's like, I, I don't love the feeling of immediately, like you were saying, knowing what's going to happen and just waiting for it. And unless it is a very cool thing, like, and I know free and malignant was very fun. I thought it was a bad movie, but I thought it was very fun. <laughs> um, but I also like I don't like subversion for subversion's sake because I think that's also too heavily relied upon. So it's mm. like I'm impossible to please. <laughs> I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I'm the only moviegoer who is like this. But it's like I don't like when there's just a rant because like okay, so the show oh, this is a horrible example. Uh, ABC had a show. It might still have it. I have no idea. Called Once Upon a Time, and it was like mm. uh, all the Disney fairy tales, right? But it was yeah. like. Um, 
they were kind of going between a, a real world and the fairy tale world and stuff. And and it was like every freaking season, it was like somebody you found out was related to somebody else. Like the Wicked mm. Witch of the West, who had no reason being, and yeah, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't watched Once Upon a Time, because I'm sure all of our listeners are like, yeah, you know, on that right now, uh, was like the sister of the witch from Snow White. Right. And it was like, but that would happen every season. It was like somebody was really somebody was somebody's mom. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, it's like subversion for subversion's sake is stupid. Like, don't do it. Don't try to just like throw a twist at me for no reason. M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, but, you know, I also don't like when I can see it coming a mile away. So I, I like I understand how difficult that must be as a writer. But I, I mean, it can be done well. Clearly, it has been done well. There are movies I've watched where I was like, you can see what's going to happen a mile away or TV shows and, and it's still OK. And I think, you know, you made a good example with Malignant where you really liked that because the, the payoff was good. And I yeah. think with this, the payoff was exactly adequate and exactly similar to the payoff that has happened with every other season of this. And I think that's kind of where it fell a little flat it tripped over that last hurdle before it got to the end of the race and it's it's still something i enjoyed watching i'd probably watch it again but it's not anything that was like uh compelling or enthralling to me so yeah. i don't know so uh, there's two things i want to talk about before we necessarily wrap up wrap up and one is this stuff with johnny and miguel uh now that johnny's meeting mm-hmm. his mom um So it kind of sends Miguel into this existential crisis of like, oh, I thought I was ready to accept this, but I don't think I am yet. And I'll get there. Um, And then he has this scene where he uh, comes, he comes to Johnny's apartment and Johnny's like really drunk. He got beat up by Terry Silver and he kind of helps put him to bed. And then um, he, uh, uh, oh yeah that was rough he puts him to bed and he says he says you know i am really glad that you're dating my mom and he says i love you and mm-hmm. johnny says i love you too robbie and that really sends miguel into like this big yeah. spiral which is understandable for sure um just what did you guys think about that i'll say it right now that was my favorite moment of the season i thought it was great i thought it was the best thing that happened this season you had missy um, I, I was like, oh no, like I, I liked it. That to me, that's the kind of shit that I need. That's like, it's going to come out of nowhere because I really thought that that was going to be like the relationship where Johnny and Miguel were really going to connect. And even and like in his drunken state, he was going to tell Miguel how much he cared about him. And that was, it was rough. That is the version that I like. That was something that I was like, oh shit. Like that's rough. It was so rough for Miguel. Um, so I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that moment. I thought that was really good television. Um, it was really heartbreaking and I loved it. I loved watching a heartbreak. It was wonderful. So that's, See, that's how I feel. It, it didn't register that much with me because, um, I felt like, I felt like somebody had already told Miguel at that point, like earlier in the season that like he was just a replacement for Robbie. And so like, I guess the fact that like Johnny's saying it like straight up is what's supposed to make it like devastating. But it's like I kind of figured that like he must have already figured that out at this point. So for it to go and be something that was like really devastating for him, it didn't like register as much of to me. It kind of felt like another one of those like machination type things where it's like, oh, this is supposed to be the thing that like really hurts him and makes him want to leave and damages his relationship and all this stuff. And 
I, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of like felt like it had already come and passed like the opportunity where you could have had something like that happen and they didn't do it. And, and so now the fact that like, it's a big deal, like it's just a realization now it didn't work as much for me, I guess. I, I don't know. Sorry. I mm-hmm. sound like I'm just being like, like a really You're Debbie Downer in this episode. Yeah. You're a horrible person. <laughs> I'm like I being really contrary in this episode. <laughs> I think, I think with the amount that Miguel was so upset with Johnny dating his mom, it was so mm. sweet to see him finally be like, I do actually really care about you a lot. And I am like mm. happy that you're here. And then to hear that kind of, it, it felt like, like a blow to the heart. So that, that was for yeah. me. If I felt like it was earned, I understand what you're saying, but I felt like it was earned. Yeah, that might be fair. I mean, um, what, one thing I have to say though is that, like, once again, this happened around like seven or eight episodes in. No, I, I know. Was I frustrated, <laughs> and, you know, and, and I was just like, like, like wait, this 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 season's this like this season's gonna be ending soon. Like, what is happening? Like, I want to see people fight. Um, so <laughs> it's always like something that's in the back of my mind. That my like that you should keep in mind throughout all my critiques of this season is that like. I was getting annoyed because I didn't understand like what was happening like <laughs> for part of it. So, I mean, that's on me obviously. And that's why, you know, like, I mean the before and after, right. Of, of the original title of our podcast was like, <laughs> you know, about expectations. And so sure. like, I brought in a weird set of expectations because of like, I was misinformed and I totally own that. That's fair. All right. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. MJ. <laughs> oh, um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about was like, wait, what did Terry you think about Silver. it? Right? Oh, I loved it. It was my favorite moment of the season. I, I thought it was great. Um, I thought it really kind of helps propel Miguel into season five and sort of his journey. So that ultimately wrapped up, right, with um, he leaves. He runs away to Mexico to find his dad. Yeah. And the big reveal is that his dad doesn't know he exists. And yeah. that's why he's never really known his dad. So I really like that. It also gives him a lot of emotional weight for, like, his ultimate decision in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not compete after he pulls a muscle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's really good subversion too, where it's like, mm-hmm. you kind of know right. where this is headed and then it kind of pulls the rug out from under you in a really like interesting, yeah, surprising, emotional way that makes sense for the character because he's broken his back in the past because right. he sustained this injury. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of trauma with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, along to making that decision, in general but then also like it forces him to take a step back from the tournament in the middle of it and ask the question like why am i here what am i actually fighting for am i fighting for ideals i believe in am i fighting for me as like miguel growing up into the person i'm going to become right or am i fighting because i do love johnny Mm -hmm. and i want to make him happy and i do love my mom and i like that johnny makes my mom happy you know, mm-hmm. like, well, and this father figure that, I thought I had, who clearly is just is, like trying to get back to his son. Yeah, exactly. Even though I love him, he may not love me back the same right. way. Yeah, yep. tragic. He's not who like I'm. I'm clearly not who he's thinking of when he's at his lowest moments. Even though I'm is right. That in front meme of, of I bet my my guy is thinking about something else, and then he's always yeah. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Is inappropriate because we're talking about something sentimental, but that's exactly what I was just thinking about. He's thinking, is he thinking about me? No, he's thinking about somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Well, one other thing uh, um, I, I will say, like, um, about it is I like where it takes the characters. Like, I think that, like, yeah, the, the concept of Miguel, like, going to Mexico and probably Johnny following after, like, I think that, like, has a lot of potential in the next season. Right. And so, 
I think that like there's the potential for the next season to actually kind of break out of some of like the same so. stuff um, because of some of what's being set up in this season. And so it, where things end up and that's part of that, that's one of the things that helps contribute to that is, is good with me. Like I am yeah. probably more interested in some ways in the next season than I was even in this one in some ways from a conceptual standpoint. Um, but yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is like, I feel like we've talked about it before, but we we've said like a bad ending can like ruin an entire film, right? Yeah. Because the whole point is the ending. And this was like the opposite yeah. where it's not that it was like a bad season of television, but it was just so slow. It was so like freaking pedantic and just like everything they, w they took their freaking precious time to mm -hmm. get every conflict poured out. And then finally, the last episode was like, oh, these are really interesting takes on things. And it's like, and that's why I think it left a good taste in my mouth. Like, yeah. it was like something that I ate that was like not great at first. And then when I swallowed it, I was like, you know what? This is actually pretty good. Yeah, so, right. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's so weird. It's so different than other things where I'm like, normally the take is that I like most of it and then I hate the ending. This is like the exact opposite. Because mm -hmm. I agree with you guys. I, I, I think this uh, leads promise for, for future seasons. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I wanted to talk about was like the Terry Silver of it all. Like yeah. he, <laughs> he, he, we haven't really talked about him, and he's he's sort of the big bad of the season. He comes in at the behest of Crease and really like he seems like he's kind of a reformed guy, and then has some Vietnam flashbacks to right. him and Crease in the war. And it kind of triggers his PTSD, I think, is what they were getting at with the character. And he comes back into, into Cobra Kai and um, he kind of takes over from Kreese and starts really falling back into his more psychopathic tendencies that he displayed at hey. right. Karate Kid 3. And like, like he, I mean, he's the one who really turns Cobra Kai into like a gang. Like he makes them jump Kenny in. He lures johnny to a warehouse and beats him up and crease is like what are we doing you know like he right. he has to then be the voice of reason to even silver and be like hey like maybe you know much the way kenny is to robbie silver is to crease of like hey maybe there is a bridge too far with this ideology yeah and sure. i think that's like the most interesting ideological conflict yeah. in the entire season i loved it yes yeah I have kind of mixed views on it. Like I come out ultimately on the side of being positive. So I'll, I'll let like, I don't know, Missy, you go first before I like dampen it. <laughs> like I usually do <laughs> this episode. Um, no, I, I really liked it. I thought it was interesting. I mean, it was kind of, it, it wasn't necessarily like a, a surprising change of character i mean you knew when he was coming in what was going to happen even though he was like what the little like vegan house party in the villa or whatever at first um it it, it was not surprising but i still liked it because it gave um crease some depth because he mm -hmm. had just been i'm bad 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 i'm always mean and angry and strike first strike first strike first and whatever yeah and it was it was nice to give him some depth because i don't think he's been afforded that uh, mm -hmm. in the movies or in the show and so i i always like that i always like a good villain who can get some depth and that i can actually like see that you're a human and not just like a caricature of bad um yeah. so i i found that to be nice and and i didn't think that he was you know um he wasn't doing it in a way that was like 
I don't know, like annoying to me because sometimes that can happen where I'm just like, oh, I can tell that you're just like a tool from the writers. Mm-hmm. Um, like he he like he seemed, you know, the way that he is. Like it, it was true to his character. It and it made sense, and I I enjoyed it. I liked the dynamic between the two of them. Um, so yeah, I I enjoyed it. I liked that Crease again. Like I said, I I liked that he got some depth because I think he he's such he's a good actor. I think he mm-hmm. should be afforded that. He's a good character. He needs yeah. to be afforded that rather than just being the villain all the time. And he's still the villain, but at least now we like has we see that he's a human <laughs> and not just like a monster. Right. So yeah. Um. So like I overall enjoyed it. Uh, I, I liked how they went and kind of characterized his behavior in Karate Kid 3 with like he was on cocaine. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I, I thought that was actually pretty funny. Um, um, it, it, like, you know, where he ends up I, is definitely like kind of predictable and um, right. not, not that that's a bad thing necessarily. Um, sure. It's just that like, my issue with it is in a way he's kind of just a replay of Crease's character from like mm. with Crease and Johnny is that like, you know, Johnny brought Crease on board and then John, and then Crease kind of phased him out and took over because he was slightly more insane or brutal. And, and I was yeah. kind of like, now Crease is having the same thing happen to him. Like, haha, come up and kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but like, like, I kind of saw it like already. No, that makes um, sense. And so that's where, I get a little more mixed on it. Is this kind of like, okay, well now this is like, obviously the setup of Crease's redemption arc is that he's going to go and probably, um, you know, like maybe somewhat oppose John. He's going to join me. Yeah. (laughs) You know? um, Yeah. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I mean, it definitely humanizes Crease more, but like what's going to happen. Like the show seems to be kind of making the argument that like almost anybody is redeemable and has some, issues in their life that needs to be overcome and it's like sure. what well, are we going to bring on somebody to, like you know justify terry <laughs> like turning to the good side you know <laughs> right, right. he goes and Hillary Hillary takes Slank. over yeah <laughs> you're right hillary slank comes on and there like, you go no i'm taking cobra kai and kicking you out um, yeah so that's where like some of just the it being long in the tooth gets to me a bit um, no, and that I, I fully agree with that. And I think that's kind of what we've been saying, where we're seeing kind of the same tropes being played out over and over, which is a little right. annoying. And yeah. It's like, I, now, so I, like, no, I, now I, this uh, person's on that side, you know? And, right. And, like, that's the now only, like, twist. Yeah, it's going to become good. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, I mean, uh, this is going to be obscured, maybe probably most listeners, but, like, anime, like, shows do this a lot like like yeah. fighting anime like the the guy like beats the bad guy and then and then like the next arc like the bad guy like joins them as an ally and then like several seasons later now that bad guy is like basically a good guy <laughs> like on the good guy team oh, yeah. and and like that's what like i feel like is going to with i mean johnny obviously and you know crease now and you know, who knows where else afterwards and so it's uh it's kind of like defanging some of these guys too, in a way. Um, That's fair. I understand. But I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I think it ends up in an, an okay place. Like that definitely yeah. left me intrigued when that scene where he goes and like beats the crap out of Stingray. And I was like, whoa, like what the hell? Like what yeah. is he doing? Like what is he up to? And then like it made sense at the end. Like, oh, okay. Like well played like show that was actually like one of the few like genuine kind of surprises like where are they going with this like did he just murder someone (laughs) (laughs) so um like yeah i i enjoyed his character by the end although i kind of felt like it was a little inconsistent like i wasn't sure where like if they were trying to make him like 
more crazy over time because then he kind of seemed more sensible sometimes too and but i kind of understand more where they like ended up with him by the end yeah yeah i totally agree with you mike that i thought he was kind of inconsistent throughout as far as his behavior and not like not in the psychopath way that I think they wanted that to come across. Yes. Like I think they, they they didn't do a good enough job of making him like a oh he's just pure chaos. Like yeah, because I mean let's face it, he's essentially the Joker of Cobra Kai, right? Like, right. That's, yeah. That's what he's supposed to embody. But like sometimes he made reasonable decisions, and like when he yes. first came in, he like he you know he he's not insane immediately, and it just kind of happens. And I was like, where'd this come from like i didn't really see kind of at, at any point the in his cracks. life where the, yeah like where he turned and i don't know yeah. if they were trying to make him this sort of like master manipulator type of character mm-hmm. to where he like will seem reasonable and then gaslight you and then subvert like you know yeah. make a power play but they didn't do that with him either really like right i mean that's a more creases thing i kind of feel like anyway in yeah. some ways like yeah for sure well um I just, I was trying to figure out like yeah like I was maybe expecting for them to, to justify this arc for example of him kind of like losing it that you slowly kind of see the cracks forming over the season and obviously like he has like kind of a crack when he decides like to give up basically his placid lifestyle to go and go back to karateing but like then like he kind of gets dropped for a couple episodes and then like he really like goes off on stingray and then you know he kind of has like his master move like at the end the coup the coup de gras um of it all and but like it kind of felt like you needed a couple more episodes of like man more and more cracks are showing like he's kind of losing it and they didn't quite do that yeah he has a vietnam flashback and then he kicks a bottle of wine into his wall and yeah that's it Uh, yeah it's like i guess that's like yeah the moment i guess but it didn't quite like feel like it was totally uh all the way there yet yeah yeah it just didn't feel it didn't feel as because like the end of last season was goofy as shit but Mm -hmm. it worked really well because it felt like the characters arrived there organically it was fun we we talked about it like it was very star wars and even i think the the track on the soundtrack is called like duel of the snakes right yes right so Mm -hmm. they leaned they leaned into the fact that it's just star wars and i think that's when cobra kai operates the best is when it is arguably anime levels of over the top and this season felt like they tried to rein it in and overcorrect it yes yeah yeah well and i mean that's what happens because like they kind of ground it in like a tournament right versus the last mm-hmm. two seasons where like there's a giant school brawl or a giant yeah, fight at the like, russo house or like in the cobra yeah. kai dojo someone like is thrown through a window and someone's like, right. literally about to kill someone else and then this one like it actually kind of like reels it back and it's like you know now they're just kind of fighting in traditional format um so yeah i kind of see what you're saying in a way no that makes sense it's like yeah yeah like you said they're taking something that's like completely over the top because this is like it's a stupid premise at the end of the day mm. <laughs> we're like watching yeah. just a bunch of teenagers fighting each other and adults fighting each other uh and just doing karate all the time which is now what it's become so it's like both doing karate all the time and ignoring their agency as actual characters and humans uh yeah. but also trying to make us feel like it's like a serious drama or something question mm. mark 
Yeah, I feel like the genie's already out of the bottle. Like, yeah, in a for sure. Way. Like, just just lean into it. Like, we we like it for what it is. Like, just keep leaning into yeah. it. You don't have to try to make it something that it's not. Which is what this I think this season kind of felt like. Which I think is what you were kind of saying, MJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you if you had to like talk to the writers, I feel like they would tell you like they kind of feel like having the school fight was a mistake. Like, I think that mm. they they feel like they escalated it too fast and they've been yeah. kind of trying to, like, too fast reel to it back. Like, ev- yeah, right. They've been trying <laughs> to kind of reel it back, like, ever since, like, on the, like, violence, hyper-reality front of things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, <laughs> I, well, I think I have a soft spot for, like, the dumbest lore possible because, yeah. like... <laughs> Like, do it. John Wick's my favorite franchise, and I've talked about that before. <laughs> and I'm the one guy who loves all the stupid lore of the Assassin Society and everything costing one giant gold coin. Um, mm. And all that, like, the more those movies lean into that, the more I eat them up because it's so dumb. And I love that something that goofy can exist in such a sincere manner. Mm. Um, in a live action format, because I think you're right. Like anime does that all the time. Yeah. Uh, But it's very rare that we see that in anything Western and especially anything live action. And so to see like Cobra Kai get so dumb, I really like it because it like, it's not taking itself that seriously, which it shouldn't. It's Mm. Cobra Kai. And it serves, I think, like a very pure, almost lizard brain form of entertainment where it's like it is pure. <laughs> yeah, it is purely there to entertain first and foremost. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. would agree with that. And it's, yeah, yeah I, I feel like it got kind of confused with that. Um, like I said, like, I think it kind of was trying to be a little more serious than it probably should have been where it's just like, hey, you're an entertaining show about kids who do karate. And adults who have done karate their whole lives. And not that there's anything wrong with that. Obviously, we have talked about it for several podcasts. And it's great. And it's very well received. So just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. But, you know, like, you can also make ridiculous things still be about something. No, for sure. And that's, like, that's the thing is that, like, I think that they almost kind of feel like that the show's like trying to comment on like society and like, yeah. like partisanship and division between people and like, well, the, like, like this in the cycle. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and, and they have. And, but like, the, I think that it's almost sometimes like they feel like they have to tone it down to like address sure. these things where it's like, you can still be ridiculous and like yeah. make a comment on something, well, I mean, you know, we've been watching Disney movies our whole lives and those are always ridiculous and big, but it's like, we can see the message like a mile away right. within what they're trying to say. We can see it in Cobra Kai and we have been able to see it. Like the, the idea of coming over your, you know, uh, your differences with people and, and trying to, you know, make polite and, and whatever and, and making friends and, and it's like it's hopey, empathetic but it's still yeah. like you know uh it, but it's nice and it's it's always a nice thing to watch that's never a bad thing to promote we're in like a more divisive age than i think we've ever been in at any well probably not but i mean we're in a very divisive age for most of us right. that we've ever experienced and so it's like I, i'm never going to complain about the fact that i'm watching something that's just fun that's also saying hey you should get over your differences and try to get along with people like why is that ever a bad thing and like and you don't need to make yourself like change your entire appearance to try to present that like they've been doing that this whole time and it's been great yeah, yeah that's well I agree with you. um did you guys did you guys have anything else um no not really i mean other than 
you know, obviously I've been critical of things, but I really did enjoy like the last two episodes. Yeah. Like, I thought like most of the fights at the end were pretty good. Um, sure. uh, Tori and Sam, I mean, Sam's got some limitations as an actress in terms of like choreography and fighting, but like <laughs> that, that, that was probably like the weakest of the fights, but like the stuff with um, like Hawk, like his fight was great. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, like when they cut off his Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot oh, to mention that. But like, yeah. No, he was. You know, he was pretty good throughout the entire season. But like, yeah. I, I like where they took him as a character. I would have liked more time spent with him and maybe a little bit more of him atoning. But in general, yeah. like, I I liked him. I think that like they took Robbie to like a good place where you know they made his yeah. anger justifiable. But now he kind of realizes like that it's maybe gone a little too far in some places. Um, mm -hmm. so like where things ended up in the last two episodes, I enjoyed, it was like kind of hype, um, uh, weird Carrie Underwood cameo aside. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know. That's, that's kind of reeked of like Netflix had a contract with her that they were just like calling favors <laughs> in on or something. Yeah. Like, it got... was either that or she really likes the show and was like, yeah. Hey, I'll come. And like, oh, yeah, you're Carrie Underwood. Come through. Yeah. Yeah. That could be it. Too. Either way, I looked at the screen and I was like, boo. Yeah. It, that was a strange thing. Um, well, but so I was dumb. like, okay, that's funny. And then there was a whole ass montage set yeah. to Carrie Underwood <laughs> singing. And I was like, what's happening? Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, besides that, like the last two episodes I thought were pretty good. And like I said, I think that next season actually has a lot of potential in terms of, you know, um, Terry's going to open up or like kind of franchise out like Cobra Kai. And that's going to lead to like more character. Well, maybe not more characters, but like more conflict, like on different fronts. And they can't afford more characters. They don't know how to write for more characters. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but like it's going to move beyond just like being in like a, you know, a single strip mall, yeah. like dojo, which I think is what the series needs is like the conflict to yeah. kind of expand. And then I think, you know, Danny, like working together um, with crap, what's his face chosen, I think could be interesting. And obviously oh, I think yeah. the stuff in Mexico could be interesting. So there's like potential there that like, we might not explore some of the same conflicts over again with this next season. So that's kind of my final thought. Yeah, I mean, I, I would recommend it. It's, as always, it's very fun watching. Um, I think it's very entertaining. I think it, it has heart, even if it's not written super well, as I don't think this season was written super well. Um, I still find it very enjoyable, and I think it's very sweet, um, which is a weird takeaway from a karate show where kids are just beating the shit out of each other. <sighs> but I think it's very, I think it's very sweet. But no, I agree with you. I'm, I'm excited that it seems like they, they're finally going to move past, hopefully, the same thing of like, we're in the same place where like somebody from Cobra Kai is not going to like Miyagi-Do and then Johnny and Danny are going to get into an argument and they're going to separate and it's just, you know. So, I mean... <sighs> I'm hoping that they can change it up because that would be nice. Cause I do like the show a lot. Um, and I would like to see something different with it, mm -hmm. but yeah, overall, I, I mean, I'd, I'd recommend it for somebody to watch. It's, it's not the best television you're ever going to see, but it's, it's fun. So if you want fun TV, certainly watch Cobra Kai. Mm -hmm. I mean, even season four, Sam. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's a really easy season or series to watch. Like I watched, yeah. I watched it in two sittings basically and did not feel yeah. overwhelmed sure. by that. Um, and yeah, I think, um, like we said, this season is maybe the weakest, but it's right. It's still 
good and i'm still interested to see where these characters go yeah. uh i thought like you like you both said like the tournament is really well done um mm-hmm. i think hawk is probably the best part of this season and mm-hmm. he's a great actor he's not even a great he, child actor because he's not a child i guess at this point yeah, but he's, he's just a good um, actor yeah no he i think he has the most potential out of anyone to really blow up after the show's done yeah for sure um <clears throat> and I really liked what they did with him and Dimitri kind of reconciling. Yeah. I thought Dimitri that got was nice. Too, and I've always liked that character. So I really like, yeah, uh, I really mm-hmm. like that he was more of a presence. I like where Robbie ended up. I think they were probably the three most interesting kid characters this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dimitri. don't like the female characters. That annoys me. Um, wait, 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 wait. What'd you say, MJ? Dimitri's what? Prom suit. Oh, <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. It was a Pac Man suit. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of all I had. Did you guys have uh, anything you wanted to plug? Uh, No, except like I have an audiobook in the works um, for hey. yeah, The Ashen Prophecy, which you've probably heard about a couple times on this podcast already. Um, so stay tuned for that. It's about halfway finished in the production stage so maybe like mid february or so to late february expect it that's awesome yeah that's soon that's really cool yeah okay uh i'm (laughs) i'm in puffs the harry potter parody at uh the empty space in bakersfield that'll open in march so come see it because it's a lot of fun it's dumb fun but it you know much like cobra kai it's very entertaining and it like it knows what it is, which I like. I appreciate things that know what they are when they're comedies. So yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, come uh, see I it. can watch for that one actually, as I've seen the Fathom event and I'm kind of homeboys with the composer. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's good. I'm, I might wear a tutu. I'm like super, obviously, as you can tell from like the, the upbeat, happy timbre of my voice, um, I'm playing a very like optimistic and bouncy, bubbly character. Uh, so using all those acting skills that I paid for, uh, when I got my theater degree, cause yep. If I talked like the way that I do right now, then it would be bad. So, you know, come see me, come see me act so that you don't have to hear me speak in this very low man voice. Like I normally speak in. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why anybody cast me in anything i sound like a man always well that's fine unless they want him to cast me as a man michael i don't um, know how you cast me in your movie <laughs> i'm reconsidering the next one anyway <laughs> um yeah uh you, you could find my other podcast um let's draws for a minute wherever podcasts are podcasted um how far are you guys into it uh we're almost done. Um, we have like 15 minutes left. Oh, shit. I need to catch up. Yeah. I, I listen um, periodically here and there. It's it's good. It's always good. So, you know, listeners, it's always good. And MJ, plug your ears. I'm not saying this blow smoke up your ass. But <laughs> it is, it's a fun listen. But yeah, man. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's happening. We're on a bit of a hiatus right now because my computer is right. broke. Right. Dunzo. Um, so once I get that fixed, I can edit the episodes and they'll, they'll go out, but yeah, let's jaws for a minute. You can find that, um, wherever podcasts are, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, until next time, uh, Terry Silver's the bad guy.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until next season.